0: Section 17 of Fairy and Folk Tales of the Irish Peasantry This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Aubrey Bjork Fairy and Folk Tales of the Irish Peasantry Edited and Selected by W. B. Yeats Section 17 Thaddy and Grace Connor lived on the borders of a large turf bog in the parish of Clondevadoc, where they could hear the Atlantic surges thunder in upon the shore, and see the wild storms of winter sweep over the muckish mountain and his rugged neighbors. Even in summer, the cabin by the bog was dull and dreary enough. Thaddy Connor worked in the fields, and Grace made a livelihood as a peddler, carrying a basket of remnants of cloth, calico, drugget, and frieze about the country, the people rarely visited any large town and found it convenient to buy from Grace, who was welcomed in many a lonely house, where a table was hastily cleared that she might display her wares. Being considered a very honest woman, she was frequently entrusted with commissions to the shops in Letterkenny and Ramelton. As she set out towards home, her basket was generally laden with little gifts for her children. Grace, dear, would one of the kind housewives say. Here's a farrel of oat cake with a taste of butter on it. Grace, steer would one of the kind housewives say. Here's a farrel o oat and cake wi a taste o butter on it. Tack it with you for the weigh Footnote. When a large, round, flat griddle cake is divided into triangular cuts, each of these cuts is called a farrel, farley, or parley. End footnote or here's half a dozen of eggs you've a big family to support. Small Connors of all ages crowded round the weary mother to rifle her basket of these gifts, but her thrifty, hard life came suddenly to an end. She died after an illness of a few hours, and was waked and buried as handsomely as Thady could afford. Thady was in bed the night after the funeral, and the fire still burned brightly, when he saw his departed wife cross the room and bend over the cradle. Terrified, he muttered rapid prayers, covered his face with the blanket, and on looking up again the appearance was gone. Next night he lifted the infant out of the cradle and laid it behind him in the bed, hoping thus to escape his ghostly visitor. But Grace was presently in the room, and stretching over him to wrap up her child, shrinking and shuddering, the poor man exclaimed, Grace, woman, what is it brings you back? What is it you want with me? I want nothing, you fatty, but to put thon." "'When, back in her cradle,' replied the spectre, in a tone of scorn, "'you're too feared for me, but my sister Rose will not be feared for me. "'Tell her to meet me tomorrow evening in the old Walsteads. "'Rose lived with her mother about a mile off, "'but she obeyed her sister's summons without the least fear "'and kept the strange tryst in due time. "'Rose, dear,' she said, as she appeared before her sister in the old wallsteads, "'my mind's uneasy easy about them twa shells that's in the basket.' maddie hunter and jane taggart paid me for them and i bought them with their money friday was eight days give them the shawls the morrow and old mosey mccorkle gave me the price o a wily coat it's in under the other things in the basket and now farewell i can get to my rest grace grace bide a wee minute cried the faithful sister as the dear voice grew fainter and the dear face began to fade Grace, darling, Thady, the children— one word more—but neither cries nor tears could further detain the, the spirit, hastening to its rest. End of section 17. Recording by Aubrey Bjork.